This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football. You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast. Check out the new website, lifeandfootball.com. Welcome to the Life and Football Podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike V. And this your co-host, Colin Moore. You know we loving life and enjoying football. Top-notch players all around the world. Top, top-notch players all around the world. Today, we got the wrong big dog, Williams. He did his thing at Iowa State. Nah, he was on our offensive line, but I'm telling you, man, this guy right here, he was a monster. And he's still out here providing help to the youth. Now he's in a, he works in the school district. But what I got, what I like about Mr. Williams, you know, he know how to have fun. You'll see him on the social media having fun. But at the same time, he gonna put in that work and make sure young young people all across the world, uh, whoever he come in contact with, to achieve more and do more, man. And that's what I like. All of us need to be doing that action, man. And he got to play in the Big 12, Iowa State, Cyclone. Yes, sir. Ames. And um, it's, it's amazing because me and Seymour, we actually played Juco ball in Iowa. We played at Ellsworth College. Which if y'all pay attention to the podcast, y'all don't know. We played it. And so a lot of times, Ames, we, I would go to a lot of the games because they would recruit me at that time. And Ames, that's where you would go and get on the plane and come back home. And um, it just it just was a special place for me, you know. And now we got somebody who actually played ball in that city. So, you know, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let Simo bring him on. How you doing, Deron? I'm doing well, and yourself? Man, good. It's a blessing to have you on. And it's a blessing to be here today. Now, Iowa State, he went to visit it. And he went, well, I went to a game, whatever. So he saw it. I saw you um, and I went to their dome, loved it, wish I could have been there. Then I went to uh, Iowa mm-hmm. and seen that. Now, that was amazing. You and I was good, too. But I was amazing. So it was like the game that I went to, they was playing Purdue, and the punt returner was back there, and they the whole crowd hollering his name. Uh, Duran, you're, you're, and they just saying this whole name. I'm like, wow, I would love to be out there. They calling my name. I know they ain't rooting for me, but I yeah. love that. So, and then he told me how Iowa State was. So, to get there, know you big time, know you balling. So, how did you actually pick them or end up there? Um, so it's actually quite a funny story. So I had a teammate from high school at Jones got a, uh, by a guy named Willie Scott. Mm-hmm. He played defensive end with me at Jones High School, and he went. He was a senior my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. So he went to Iowa State. Mm-hmm. And when I was taking my visits, I was like, I'm going to go to schools where all my boys at so I can go see all my boys for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big-time recruit. I had over 40 D1 offers, so I kind of already had in my mind where I wanted to go to school at. So I was like, I'm just going to entertain these schools and go on these visits. And I went to Iowa State to see my boy Willie. And literally, the moment I got off the plane, like, the atmosphere changed. Right. And I loved it there, man. And that's a fun fact about Iowa State. It's the only um, major D1 school mm-hmm. whose stadium is named after an African-American. 
uh, mm. Jack Trice. Right. A lot oh, of people yeah. don't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the only, you know, and that's major. So I was like, man, it's in the middle of Iowa, they love yeah. black people. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Man, when we was in Iowa, now I've been in New York, Buffalo, New York, where rain and snow. I ain't never been that cold in my life, ever. So when I came to Iowa for my JUCO, the finish JUCO there, it was cold, but not as cold as Buffalo, because I guess they get the, uh, you know, the water, and it's coming off Lake Erie, and it's get extra freezing. But how did you enjoy your time at Iowa State, being from the Orlando area, I'm, I'm assuming, yes, yeah? Uh, man, being from Florida, I had never seen snow before. Same. My very first time seeing snow was my freshman year in December. Maybe about, we were in bowl prep. Mm. Uh, getting ready to play in the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. And we got a blizzard, 17 inches of snow overnight. Dang. And I remember all, me and all my boys from Florida, we went out, had a huge mm. snowball fight, had a great time. And, you know, being from Florida, you used to, it storming, raining mm. for two hours. And then two hours later, you can Good. go and go swimming. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and... I remember the next morning I woke up and I was like, wait, this stuff's still here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stacked up too. Yeah, and it don't leave. Mm-hmm. You know, by the time it started melting, it's snowing again. Yeah. So it, it was definitely a big adjustment. Um, I can say I got a lot of false information going up there. Mm-hmm. Everybody told me you got to put on all this stuff underneath your clothes and all that. Man, I was burning up hot. With all that stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> I'm walking around sweating in all those jackets. Yeah. Uh, now, nah, see, I got to. <laughs> I got two little things I, I'm gonna say before I ask you my question. So my game, I got to see. No, I actually got to see two Iowa State games. But one of the games I got to see Iowa State was playing Nebraska. This one Nebraska was good, not how some people may see it now. But Nebraska was real good at this time, and um, they was playing. Um, Iowa State was playing them at home, and also this one Iowa State had just got that that dome. They had just got their dome. So, uh, you know, we they got us going around and um, taking us through the weight room. And um, I, I never forget they had a running back back then. He had dreads. But he was one of the first cats. I, I think he was from California, too. But a lot of kids nowadays, they had the colors in the end of the dread. He was one of the first ones I saw with that. And this was like in 2004, maybe. And he had that in the head at that time. And... The game was just so tight, and I never forget. I can't remember how the game ended, but they had a cornerback mm. at Iowa State named Ellis Hall, mm. and, and he and he was just taking off that game. And I remember at the end of the game, he yelled, started screaming, walking up in the stands, got his helmet in his hand, giving everybody doubt in the stands, and I'm looking at it like. Man, that's what I want to do right yeah. now. <laughs> they had me locked in. I was ready to go to Iowa State. If they wanted to sign me, I would have signed right there. Iowa State, Ellis Hall, they had beat Nebraska. And uh, I think cause Nebraska was ranked pretty high at that time, but they were like, oh, man, this is how I go down? And they part. I'm talking about they playing music in the, the Jumbotron and everything. I'm like, ooh, this might be the spot. Then a second thing, um, so y'all heard him talk about the snow. So my first time seeing snow. Now, now we saw snow in Quincy, Florida, for um, three seconds one time, <laughs> and um, they called everybody high. Hey, come out of the door! But it really wasn't no. I don't even know. This was real snow. 
So all the Florida, y'all, if y'all heard what he said, all the Florida boys, hey, it's no, it's no. So <laughs> I guess they had been doing this, what I'm about to tell you. They were watching people. So they come and tell me, feed, feed, well, my last name figures, but uh they said feed that was that they cut it off, they cut it short. Hey man, it's snowing. Look, look. So I'm laying out in my dorm room. I I look out the window, snow everywhere. I jump out my bed. Boom, take off, go downstairs, go out the door. If y'all ever seen the home alone movie where that guy feet kick up, boom, and he hit it back. That's exactly what I did. Just exactly like the guy in the home alone movie. My feet went up in the air, my back hit the ground so hard and everybody bust out laughing. So once they got me up, they said, Herman, get up, get up. The next Florida guy come out, he do the exact same thing. <laughs> Boom! On his back. And so it was just crazy because it's like <laughs> we sitting there watching each other do the same and I still can't figure out why we why was we running out the door, you know, and I guess we didn't realize it was going to be so, yeah, yeah. so much ice on the ground. But um, you know, it was, that was a funny moment. Um, so get back to uh, Mr. William. I want to know how was it for you growing up and where you're from. You know, talk to us about your parents and everything. Uh, so I grew up in a single parent household, and um, in the hood in Orlando, and that was for me a big thing was I did not want to live in the circumstances I was brought up in. You know, exactly. my mom worked hard; she did the best she could do, mm-hmm. but I didn't like where we lived at. Yeah. You know, I remember it was a point in my time in my life where I was probably sixth, seventh grade. My house got broken to probably once a month. Dang. And it got to it got so bad to we wouldn't even rebuy the stuff because they just gonna come steal it again. Yeah. You know, we it was like living in a trap house. I right. mean, you know, we were boarding up doors, boarding up windows, and they still break it in. Crazy. We get an alarm system, they just break it. You know, it was terrible. And so when I was in high school, um, this had to be 2010. A group of friends and I, we all were sitting at my house one day, just talking, chilling. My mom, we had kind of like the community house, though. My mom, she'd rather all my friends come to the house and we all hang out there than go out. Right. So we all sitting around one day. She cooked dinner for everybody, and we was like, hey, look, we got to we gotta change this. You know, we we got to be the, the start of something different. Mm-hmm. And that's when we all kind of made a pledge to each other that we were going to be that first class or those two classes, it was 2011 graduate class, 2012, mm. that we were going to be the start of, like, we're we going to make it out of here. Right. And literally, that's when the whole atmosphere of our football team changed, too. Mm. Uh, we were all the leaders on the team. You know, I was pretty high-ranked. My little brother, I call him my little brother, Devin Washington, he was really high-ranked. We had Levante Whitfield, high-ranked player. Mm. Um, and that's when we all were just like, look, we already got all this clout around us. Now, everybody else on the team need clout, too. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. so literally, our practices, man, our practice used to be so intense in school mm-hmm. because the people who weren't ranked, the people who didn't have offers, they, they went won. harder. Mm-hmm. Them going harder made us go harder. Right. And it was to the point where if I was in practice slacking off, my I call him my brother, Stephen Michael. He mm-hmm. played at Colorado State. He's mm-hmm. now a firefighter in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And Steve-O literally would jump down my throat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if I was BSing in practice, because he's like, dog, you got your offers. I'm still trying to get mine. Like, yeah. these coaches out here looking at you, they see you BSing, so they thinking I ain't right. that. Mm-hmm. You know, and literally, it's, it's what took us to the next level. That season, we went 9-1. and one. 
ended up losing to Coco in the playoffs, I think, what, 12-9? It was a close game. Right. You know, but I'm just saying, you know, that was kind of like the start of like, okay, Let's we got to we gotta get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but going from Orlando to Iowa was a huge adjustment, man. I went to Jones High School, and I'm big on black history. So Jones High School is the oldest and only still standing all-black high school in the country. Mm. So going from that environment to... Ames, Iowa <laughs> <Yeah>. was huge. <laughs> yeah, I, Ames, I think at the time when I was there, they had, what, 37,000 students, and I can name every black person I went to college with. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it, it, it was a very small percentage of us. That's how I of Outside of the, of the yeah. athletes, you know, I all the black people hung out with each other. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge adjustment, just getting adjusted to being around people that don't look like you, mm-hmm. people that not necessarily care about you, you know, or your background, because they can't relate to it. Um, and so when I was at Iowa State, I took it upon myself. I wanted to be someone who could to kind of mend those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm big on relationships. I'm big on mean people. I'm big on being respectful of everybody and things of that nature. So I just started getting super involved on campus. I joined the uh, Greek letter organization. I'm a member of Omega Sapphire Fraternity Incorporated. I was on the student athlete advisory committee e-board. Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke at numerous um, boulets and stuff like that on campus. So, you know, I just was trying to get super involved and just be the change that I wanted to see. Right. See, that's what that's what we need in, the, in, in a lot of the communities, not just um, in the, what, what the dis- disenfranchised or a lot of the kids who are in trouble, but you need people who are going to help just all the kids and give great information anyway. Um, and I want you to kind of talk about, you know, what you are up to today, you know, um, what you got and other things you may have going on as well. Okay. So right now I'm COO of a a high school sports marketing firm called the kickoff experience. Mm -hmm. It's our startup business. Uh, a friend of mine brought to me. So when I lived in Virginia, I went and got my master's at Virginia university while there, I met a young lady by the name of Cameron Young. She was a volleyball player Mm -hmm. from Orlando as well. Mm -hmm. Start talking to her, realized we had a whole lot of connections back home that, you know, just through passing over the years, we just missed each other. Right. You know, her aunt and I went to church since I was three years old. Yeah. You know, so it's just in passing, we kind of miss each other. And then we, we you know, we connected in college uh, while she was in undergrad. And she called me one day and was like, hey, let's go have lunch. So we go sit down and she starts telling me about this business and this dream that she has of being able to reach back and help kids get recruited. You know, being a volleyball player, she was actually the very first volleyball player in her school's history, Evans High School, mm-hmm. to receive a scholarship offer for volleyball. Wow. You know what I mean? So she is black history in right. herself. Exactly. And she was saying how, you know, she wanted to make that dream come true for other, for, for other students. Mm-hmm. And me, you know, after I stopped playing ball, I've always been very involved with Jones. You know, I, I mentor a lot of kids around the city. Mm. Um, so when she told me, I was like, yeah, like, I need parts of this ASAP because I see that vision and I agree with it. I'm like-minded in that same way. Like, I want to help as many kids as possible. Right. Um, I know so many great athletes, even when I played ball, that if they would have just had the exposure, mm-hmm. you know, these kids be all pro somewhere. Yeah. But, you know, they went to these certain schools. Coaches didn't really do what they needed to do for them. You know, luckily, I was blessed to play under Kennard Lane, who was a first-round pick out of Miami. Right. Played 11, 12 years in the NFL. 
and Larry, and I've known him since I was three years old. Mm-hmm. So you know, he came and coached my high school when I was there, and he was huge on rec- on uh, on uh, exposure, exposure, mm-hmm. getting his students out. I mean, every day you go in his office, he emailing, he emailing, Put he's sending out your film. He every time a coach come in, the coach might come to see you, he and he's showing about fifty other kids. Like, yeah. hey, what else oh, y'all man. need? Like, I got all these kids here. You know, that got the ability to play, they just need the opportunity. And that's what the kickoff experience is. We're all about the opportunity, giving students the opportunity to promote themselves, to brand themselves, teaching them the proper ways to do it. And see, you actually doing a lot, man. And um, you know, I gotta say hats off to you again because you saw a need and you faced the challenge. And um, you know, even in college, what you did, taking forth that that step forward and saying, "Hey, you know what? I want to be a part of the change, but I'm gonna make sure I actually initiate the change." And um, a lot of times, that's great, you know, because when you get involved in certain organizations and activities, you putting yourself in a position to do more and not just talk about it, but be about it. Mm, And that's what I love what you did, man. And uh, I got to give a shout-out to Big Dog Williams again, man, for coming and joining us on this podcast. Um, Orlando, I'm going to say y'all got a legend right here, man. Iowa State, yeah, he did his thing. And he got, you never know what's coming down the road, you know. The man could end up being the governor of the state of Florida. You never know, you know, when he got aspirations and doing such things like that. You know, you got somebody in a positive mind frame who want to do more with less. And I got to give a shout-out to him again for coming on this podcast and thank him for sharing his story. And there's going to be a lot of more stories out there. What's going to be yours and how are you going to make a change? And with that being said, I'm going to leave y'all how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up and not down or else you're going to fall to the ground. It's the Life and Football Podcast. Catch you next time.